0: Earlier this fall, there was an article that I read in the Globe and Mail about uh, the bad behavior of university students on campus during homecoming weekend in Kingston, Ontario, of course, the home of Queen's University, and to a certain extent in London, the home of Western University. Uh, uh, The article was written by Ken Cuthbertson, rather, sorry, and he referred to the uh, educated idiots in Kingston that were carrying on like crazy people. In Yiddish we would say wild animals, kids getting drunk and causing damage and starting minor fires and riots. That's not a new occurrence. But it's part and parcel of the same press of the same groups of students, who around this time, between the start of school and the Christmas holidays, start to complain about being depressed and not being able to look after themselves and needing drop-in centers for mental health because they have become overwhelmed by everything that they have to accomplish at school and they really aren't prepared to look after themselves. So I see that as students who have not acquired discipline and self-control. It's ironic for me to think about discipline and self-control because when I first started to train to be a teacher, classroom control was my biggest problem. I just didn't know how to deal with the issues of students that didn't sit still and didn't know what to do and got themselves into trouble. I had no way of understanding them because I had been brought up to be so self-controlled, so self-disciplined. And I learned for myself that the secret to discipline was understanding the world through the eyes of the students that I was in charge of and letting them know I knew who they were and where they were coming from, and that I was always available to help them. Some of what's gone on deals with the question of freedom of students, of of older teenagers, as opposed to understanding that there are limits on all of us. Philosophically, we know that our society, our whole way of life, is built on the concept of a social contract, which was first debated and discussed by philosophers in the 16th century and 17th century. It was this question of freedom and the limits on freedom and how much We needed to have a social contract with those around us so that we get something back for what we put in. And that conversation led to the French Revolution and the American Revolution, and it carries on all the way down till today. Every rebellion and every revolution begins with this idea of You can't tell me what to do, I'm free to do what I want, or I want more freedom and you have to give it to me. Unfortunately, in in the generations since I was little, there has come to be this understanding that we're entitled to certain things that we are entitled to not have to do homework at the end of the day. And we are entitled to go out during the early evening and the whole idea of being given um, uh, curfews for behavior. It's all part and parcel of the same issue. There have been numerous articles that have talked about the increase of ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and the restlessness of students in school some of what has come as a result of those discussions is good. We now understand that we have to find a way to motivate our students uh, to do work, to do good work on their own, but that that motivation also depends on what we now call the zone of proximal development, the narrow finite band of abilities for the average student. Some students are capable of being frustrated a great deal by their schoolwork and other students very little by their schoolwork. So we have to find a way to find a happy medium so that every student reaches a little bit to learn, but that begins with training from the very beginning. Students need to be trained, like children, to do things in a certain way. Parents who complain that there aren't enough social supports for their kids who are struggling need to think about what kinds of things happened when they were growing up. I remember I used to come home from work when my kids were little and my wife was on maternity leave and their toys would be all over the place, in the basement. Everything was pulled out and played with and nothing was put back. That's where we begin to train kids to take responsibility for their own behavior. Make them, they should be made, to pick up after themselves. Not all the time, but if we don't start with the little things, the big things are impossible to work at. We start by making them sit still at the table making them say please and thank you, making them open doors for other people, help other people, clean up after themselves and have restrictions on behavior so that when they go away, they're more than capable of doing those things on their own. When I was growing up, I remember my parents went out and never locked the liquor cabinet. And my friends could not understand how my father could be so trusting. And my father always said that If I lock it, that increases the temptation for somebody to break the lock and go and try for themselves. Now, my father wasn't perfect because he also didn't want me to smoke. And he told me that if he ever saw me behind the school smoking behind his back, he was going to take a gun to me. He was going to beat the living daylights out of me. But what my father was trying to do was to set some ground rules for me. He also tried to set ground rules for me when I was left to look after my brothers. My brothers were very restless. I have two brothers who are... um, Definitely ADHD. And they would get into all kinds of trouble. And when, they came, when my parents came home after I'd been babysitting, they would ask, well, why didn't they do this? And why didn't they do that? And I was the one that always got punished, not my brothers. We have to do the same thing for each child in the classroom and at home. We have to have the same expectations of every child, whether they're in school or out of school. There has to be an increasing amount of involvement in decision-making. We can't tell our kids all the time what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to do it and, and never give them any chance to make mistakes and to experiment for themselves. And then when they go away from school, expect them to be able to look after themselves. If a child is never made to gro- go sh- grocery shopping, or to make breakfast for themselves, or to make their own lunch, or to do their own dishes, or to clean up their bedroom and have their follow-up being involved, have there be follow-up to make sure that they do what they're asked to do, then how can we expect them all of a sudden to go away and act responsibly? as i was making my notes for this podcast i thought about a a dam that is built to hold a water back so that there will be hydropower or irrigation if there's a break in the dam and the water starts to flow quickly we know that the force of that water can be very destructive. That's exactly what's happening with our students when they are given responsibility for themselves and have had no practice at that. We have to understand that if we expect the child to be bad, he will be bad. If we expect the child to be good, he or she, I should say he or she, will be good. We have to expect things from our students from the time they're little. I tried to teach my students in the Education program that it doesn't hurt to set a bar for learning higher rather than lower. Because if we set the bar high enough, then this and that we the students know that we will be there to help them achieve that height, they will reach and aspire. If we set the bar low, then that's all they'll go then they won't try to reach up and achieve. If we want our children to have self-control and to be self-disciplined, we have to begin early. It begins when they are first old enough to understand the word no and the word yes and the words help me or you do this and then I'll do that. Taking this back into the classroom, we cannot demand that our students do certain things unless we show them that we're working hard as well. And we show them that we're there to help them so that when they go off to school for the first time, they won't go crazy. They'll act responsibly. They won't need a break in the fall to catch up on all their work because they've been goofing off and not doing their work and it gets to build up on them. That's what we need to do.